0: you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So, what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and today we get to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is ice cream. <laughs> And while this company's claim to fame, a lot of people know these two individuals sitting next to me because of their appearance on Shark Tank. The flavors coming out of these pints of ice cream are worthy of praise, even if you guys had never appeared on that hit ABC show. Thank to you. talk all about this company, I have the owners of eCreamery, Abby Jordan and Becky App. Guys, thank you so much for joining the show.
1: Thanks for having us. This is fun. You
2: bet.
0: And just because we've got multiple voices today uh, to help listeners distinguish between you two, I would love for each of you to just introduce yourselves real briefly.
2: Sure. I'm Abby Jordan, and I'm a co-founder at eCreamery, and uh, we love ice cream.
1: (laughs) I'm Becky App, and with Abby, I'm a co-founder of eCreamery. We started, uh, we worked together in, in the past life, and we've been working together since 2007.
0: I love it. I cannot wait to get into your story more. Uh, So what separates e-creamery from most ice cream shops, or really (laughs) most ice cream shops, not just in Omaha, but across the country, is the ability for people to be able to purchase e-creamery pints, personalize them, and then ship them anywhere in America. That's incredible. We're going to get to that, but I want to start with the ice cream itself. In you guys' eyes, what is it about your ice cream, your product, that separates it from any other that you've had? Like, what gives it that distinct e creamery stamp?
1: Well, I'll take that one because <laughs> Abby is our culinary genius. And. Uh-oh. Cooking is just so easy for Abby and always has been that she's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just it's just regular normal. And I'm like, no, this is a major feat of accomplishment. She makes all the flavors and as our original cook and all of those original things. It's the density, Uh, the equipment we use, the ingredients we use. We have a proprietary base that we've worked with. Uh, to produce that makes it so dense. There's less air in our product. So each spoonful is really rich and full of flavor. And that's by design so that we can ship it and that it just is always delicious.
0: Yes. I, I would agree with that Just the base itself is just so creamy. It just like once you take a bite, you just get like that really nice mouth feel, mm-hmm. which it, I hate that word. It's such a weird <laughs> word, but like it, it's, it's also such a good descriptor because mm-hmm. you, as weird as that word sounds, you know what it means when you hear mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So before we get too far into it, if people are listening <laughs> to this and they're just like, okay, I need, I need to try e-creamy. I need to know, need to know what this is all about. You guys have your original ice cream parlor, which is located off 50th and Underwood in Dundee. You also have a food truck, or I guess an ice cream truck in this case. And you have a shipping facility near uh, 132nd L. Or, as we're going to talk about, you can always purchase uh, pints off of ecreamery.com. So all kinds of different options there. Yeah. So normally I like to start by talking about the food in an episode But I am interested in you guys and your background. So I want to start with you first. How did you two meet?
1: You want me to go? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, Abby and I were working at Borsheim's Jewelry here in Omaha. And I was in the marketing department and Abby was in corporate gifts. And I was Abby's boss.
2: (laughs) That's why I laugh.
1: This is back in 2001. And, you know, they didn't really know if the
2: internet was going to make it. This was a new trend.
0: <laughs> it seems wild to yeah. think. But yeah, that's very true back yeah, then.
2: Yeah, we were working on a <coughs> corporate gift program yeah. for Borsheims. And um, yeah, our big boss didn't think that uh, the e-commerce was going was gonna to do anything. Yeah, it
1: was a trend. So they thought, we'll give this e-commerce thing a shot. Let's throw the new project of building a website to these 22-year-old girls. <laughs> and lucky for us, uh, we're quick learners. And so we started learning, you know, the back end of putting together this website. And, uh, I laugh about Abby being my boss because within a few weeks, Abby was like, no, why would I do that? No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Abby has the entrepreneur spirit since day one. So she's like, no, that's, you know, this is the most efficient way. This is the way we'll do it. And, um, yeah, that's how we got started is, is building that first website At
0: And I mean, we're talking about running a a website at a jeweler and now, you know, that partnership stems and grows into an ice cream company. How how does that happen? Like, what what was the first step?
1: Well, our entrepreneurship story is pretty, it's it's backwards. It kind of found us. So there was an ice cream shop in the heart of Dundee and, you know, ice cream in Omaha is tough. Think of how many ice cream shops you know. lot known. of good ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the weather, the traffic, the lack of a drive-through. I mean, there's lots of different factors that makes local retail for ice cream super hard. So the ice cream shop in Dundee wasn't making it. So we had a family friend that was, that was working with that shop at the time. And they had an idea of like, well, let's sell ice cream online. You know, if we can't come to those warm markets, let's send the ice cream to them. And Abby and I had the background in e-commerce. And the challenge we saw from the beginning was to pack and ship and send four pints, you know, through overnight expedited shipping was $18 a pint. So how the heck were you going to convince somebody to spend $18 a pint when you could go down to the store and get it for five? So with our background at at Borsheim's, we were like, Everybody has such an emotional connection to ice cream you know you have a memory.
2: Oh for sure.
1: yeah everybody has a memory their grand flavor that
2: they think yeah of.
1: Like, yeah' something good that happened with ice cream you know um, so that emotional connection so we decided we'll make it a gift because it's when you're giving it to somebody else, it's special. It's, it's attached to that memory. you can name it whatever you want. you can design your own flavor in the beginning we started where you could design your very own flavor. We had 40 mix-ins like. Uh, 80 mix-ins, 40 flavors You could name it whatever you wanted You could choose your own packaging And it arrived on somebody's doorstep As a really special heartfelt gift So all of a sudden you are like That's worth that cost so that's why Abby and I saw the concept, and we were like, oh, yeah, we're so in. Everybody else was like, this is crazy. Nobody should do this. Ship ice cream, what are you talking about? And Abby and they're like, yeah, we're quitting our jobs. Who needs health insurance? Who needs, <laughs> who needs a steady paycheck? Um, and so we went for it. Yeah.
0: So real quick, I, I want to get further into that story, but I just want to provide a tangible example. You guys just came in, and anyone who's watching this right now, let me see if I can find – yeah – so they brought in pints of e-creamery ice cream, and I absolutely love the white chocolate peppermint. That's been my favorite. I think I've tried four or five of your flavors. That's been my favorite. It's white chocolate peppermint based with peppermint flakes and big old chunks of chocolate in there, and I love it. And I would happily, like, I've bought pints of this, but you guys came in, and you customized it, and you this. it says Dan Hoppin's white chocolate peppermint, and it's got the restaurant Hoppin logo on there, as you can see. You saw how my face lit up when I saw that, like that took ice cream. It's delicious ice cream, but it was a gift. And you made it even more special by just personalizing a little bit. And I think that kind of speaks to exactly what you guys are going for in that. Yes. Ice cream is just at the end of the day, it's just delicious. But when it is packaged as a gift and given to someone, it almost takes on even more meaning.
1: It does. Absolutely. We, we call that the ice cream hero effect. So, like, you think eating ice cream is the best thing that could possibly happen. Well, when you ship it to somebody or, like, when we see your face and you saw your own flavor, I mean, that feels almost as good. Right. You're just, like, so happy. They're so excited. So, like, when you ship the gift you have pictures of your little kids or you've named something funny, you know, and you get the pictures back, you just feel so good. I mean, you know they really love it.
0: So, Abby, going back to the origin story, who was the one who first suggested, like, hey, we should do this? do you Becky, remember?
2: Oh, yes, I do remember. <laughs> Becky very well. Bro- okay, so so what was your response? Were you like, oh, "Is this crazy?" My <laughs> I was like, "Oh, happy to help. Happy to help on the side, but no. I have I'm I was working at Hayneedle at the time, and so I was running some of the um <clears throat> some of the websites you probably heard of, potracksgalore.com. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Nobody's heard of this, But they were all top-level domain um, websites that had a large selection of whatever the top level domain was—hammocks, beanbags—and um, I really liked it. I mean, it, that's where I caught the e-commerce bug for sure because all we were doing was um, using keywords on Google to drive traffic to those sites. So we can't—we, that's how we marketed, and it was just a very direct marketing cost. You could very easily see what you were spending, very easily see product costs. So um, it was a really beautiful model. Uh, So we, as Becky continued to convince me that this was a great idea, that I should come run an ice cream shop in Dundee and an e-commerce store out of that shop, um, I uh, she broke me down, I guess. So eventually, (laughs) eventually I took the leap, um, thinking that we were going to apply that same PPC model to ice cream. And that wasn't quite the case. Not a lot of people in 2007 were searching for ice cream to be shipped online. So we had some struggles there in the beginning, but, um, and still marketing still hard and a big piece of the puzzle for getting people to know and think that, Oh, I could send ice cream as a gift. That'd be great. So like Becky says, you know, we're educating America that ice cream gifts exist and it's still a challenge every day. So,
0: so, I mean, clearly I know you said it's been a challenge, but you guys are in your 17th year of business now. So you're clearly doing something right. What, what, do you think has been some of the most effective ways in which you've gotten that message out there?
2: Uh, shark Tank.
0: <laughs> that, that doesn't hurt being on national TV. Yes.
2: During its prime, I mean, I think we were on the second or third season. Yeah, I mean, fourth, but
0: yes, you guys were on yeah. the, <laughs> the, the fourth season in 2012.
2: Do you want to talk about, about so long ago? Operation lifetime. Get It in Their Mouths. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> no, I, and you should. Yeah, step in. So we, we had some rare opportunities in the beginning that were just kind of, um, you know, kind of fell in our lap like Ryan Seacrest ate ice cream that was gifted to somebody <laughs> it that he was staying in their place in New York and he ate this poppies pint out of somebody's freezer in New York and said something about it on his radio show and so that brought traffic which was you know just like where's all this traffic coming from (laughs) a radio show in California I mean it was I don't even know if there was serious back then you know that was some of that and then we were we sent ice cream to um, all these different radio stations for the launch of the new American Idol season and we made a flavor for each of the judges like Simon's Sour Lemon and Paula's Something. Um, so some of those small opportunities. So uh, we did not have much of a marketing budget. So we called it Operation Get It In Their Mouth. So we started sending ice cream to anybody who would accept it, which luckily for us, a lot of people accepted it.
1: Yeah. Who says no to free and ice anyone cream? Anyone who
0: rejects yeah. <laughs> ice cream, you don't want their endorsement anyway. No, That's a crazy person. No.
2: I mean, one time we did get somebody, which we thought was probably like, this is kind of funny, like a mobster or something. I remember sitting in your guest room office at your house. And this guy called us and he's like, who sent this ice cream? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> you're right. You're right. We're like, oh, I swear it's not tampered with. You're right. Yeah. They were thinking oh somebody gosh. was like calling him to poison them <laughs> or like sending it to him to poison him. That was a rejection. We were like, oh. Wasn't oh. it like
1: Gotti? Just kidding. No. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I don't know. We were like, it, I mean, I want to say it was a New Jer- Jersey Yeah. We better be careful.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a name that maybe we suspected. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: yeah. anyway, we were like, oh, no hasn't been tampered with we said yeah. that right to you but yeah,
1: but in the fun. beginning we were working for sweat o- sweat equity i mean and we were just our marketing budget was this big you know and so operation get in their mouths was we would research stars like i remember abby saying ellen degeneres broke her leg
2: let's send her she feel better she had, bites yeah <laughs> back, back or something
1: so yeah. we would research things that these people really liked and then we would name it for them, something funny. Oh, yeah. Um, like on a Shark Ray. Tank, yeah. it was, uh, oh, yeah, for Rachel Ray, it was for her dog, Izzy's mm-hmm. Pick Me Up. And it was coffee and um, praline pecans, you know. So when you get it, it's genuine. Like, they are really excited about it, and they mm-hmm. really do want to talk about it. And that literally was our marketing strategy.
0: I think it's brilliant, especially because... <laughs> You, know, you talked about, especially back in the day, the pints were so customizable that, yeah, and now it would be even easier. Back then, it was probably a little bit more difficult. But if you go on somebody's Instagram now, you can pretty easily find out what flavor profiles they're most interested in. And if you can create a customized pint and send that to them, mm-hmm. and they just open up the mail and, oh, wow, this is here, and mm-hmm. it's got my name on it, and it's my favorite flavor, like, that's genius. So – I know you said that, you know, it's still a challenge to get the word out there, but I think that those are really smart tactics. So I want to hit something just from a logistical point that uh, I think, you know, listeners might be curious. And there's a reason that most people aren't shipping, the most companies aren't shipping ice cream across the country because the thought of shipping ice cream, you know, from here to Washington, like that's going to require days of travel, ice cream melts. <laughs> Logistically, h- how do you ship? ice cream from one place to another while ensuring that it is still frozen and has that good quality. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) Well, we pack our ice cream in a reusable styrofoam cooler on dry ice. And most of the reason why it was easy for us to figure that out is because of Omaha Steaks. So there are a lot of, well, a couple um, cooler manufacturers here in town. Because um, Omaha Steaks is has built their business around shipping frozen food. Uh, also, our access to dry ice is easier for them again because of them again. So um, it's uh, it's lucky. We we did some um, coal packing and shipping out of the East Coast, and you cannot buy dry ice in North Carolina. There's not a place to buy dry ice, so. Luckily, they have states that neighbor that are close, but we would bring in ice from Kentucky. So we have dry ice um, outlets a couple different ways here in Omaha. And a lot of that, again, is because of Omaha Steaks. So we invited the cooler people out to the store on 50th and Underwood and said, you know, like, ha! how do you do this? And they just taught us how to ship it. Free ice cream goes a long way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm learning Uh from this podcast. Uh If you want something from people, just give them free ice cream and they'll help you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of true. We've made some real miracles happen. Yes. I mean, real miracles. We've gotten refugees moved to the United States of America. I'm not even kidding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, people and ice cream, they're just real motivating. Yeah. You know, people love it. It makes them happy. It's, yeah. It's
2: uniting. Yeah. I it, mean, you know, you can't, you.
1: We call it a universal language.
2: Yeah. That's you it. You know, that's
1: it. Yeah. Every culture, every background, every socioeconomic, every religion, every everybody loves it. It brings them together and they're just happy.
2: Yeah.
0: I agree, but it has to be good ice cream. <laughs> if you give somebody bad ice cream, you, you're, you're not getting anywhere. But fortunately, you guys have a very good product. And I'm so curious because. You mentioned Abby. You've got you know some uh, some background in. I guess I'm not sure exactly. but Becky said that you had you know some cooking. It's
2: innate. Some it's... <laughs> cooking background, or m-
0: maybe it's just innate. Like, how how did you dive into this when you decided you're going to do ice cream? Did you have experience making ice cream? No, or?
2: definitely not experience making ice cream. I think Becky uh, touched on it, but just. I wasn't afraid of the kitchen at all. I come from a big Italian family. That's where I grew up, in the kitchen. So um, it wasn't, I was like, well, there's just got to be a formula to figure it out. Um, And then I am going to pass the mic because Becky loves telling the story of how I learned how to actually make ice cream. Um, We were using old school equipment, which was ice and rock salt. And we just couldn't get the product consistent enough for shipping. So um, we found a consultant. Yeah. Enter Paolo <clears throat> Cantatori. <laughs> Paolo Cantatore. Um, yeah. So
1: with Abby's nine Italian aunts, she's like, well, yeah, we're going to figure this <laughs> out. So we're working on the website and all of the PPC and the marketing thinking like, well, the ice cream is just going to fall together. And as we started testing we're with the previous um, ice cream ownership and operation, we would test it in the dry ice and the cooler, but it goes down to negative nine degrees on dry ice. You know, it's very cold. So the chemical composition changes. So we tested after we let it sit for three days on dry ice and it was crunchy. Mm. there was so much air in it, those little pockets of air would crystallize. So not all ice cream ships. And so we're building this beautiful website. We've quit our jobs. You know, we're like, "Uh, ah, this needs to ship. So uh, we start researching uh, online, and there's ice cream schools you could take, Mm. classes, but it's like a year long. We we don't have a year. We've got, you know,
2: weeks. Ten minutes. Yeah.
1: And so... Um, Abby gets connected with a consultant from Italy, Paolo Cantatori. and he's like, this is a fantastic idea. No one is shipping ice cream as a gift. This concept, I've never heard of it worldwide. I love it. You know, for a hundred thousand dollars, I will train you guys on a proprietary ice cream recipe that will ship and it will be all yours. And we're like, we have $700 <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. Ciao. And so a week goes by, we're going to sign up for a a class um, in Philly. Yeah, Penn State class. We're going to sign up for it. And Paulo calls us back and he's like, ladies, I can't stop thinking about it. This concept is so fantastic. I really want to be in a part of it. I really want to help you. If you two will fly out to Vegas, I have been hired by Mario Batali and Joe Bastianich to consult on all their new restaurant dessert lines in the Palazzo hotel. I will meet with you ladies at night in the warehouse district (laughs) and teach you guys how to make at night. And I think the funniest part of the whole story is our husbands were like, yes, go ahead. And so that's exactly what we did. We met with this Italian gelato consultant and he taught Abby at night in the Vegas warehouse district on how to make a shippable proprietary, fantastic dense ice cream.
0: That is wild. <laughs> so do you guys still have contact with Paolo or have uh-huh. you talked to so he he knows that he did something right?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He's such a great guy. And he met his wife in Vegas during that same trip. That time. same trip? Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was just, you know, it was all meant to be. It was all <laughs> wow.
2: you know, it was it's great. Ice cream so. makes things happen. Yeah.
0: Okay. So uh, how long was this trip? Like how much teaching and mentoring did he give you?
2: Five days. Yeah, quick.
1: Abby was a quick learner. I well, mean,
2: yeah and like I said, I mean, there's a lot of um science involved in making ice cream i mean there's a lot of liquid solid calculations, but um, what we really wanted to learn was the foundation, and then you know we've just gone from there so it's 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 um it was enough time
0: was there I mean, were there any like revelations during his time where you were just like, man, th- this was you talked about having those those pockets of air that were crystallizing. Was there ever like a, a light bulb moment when he's like going through everything where you're just like, oh, this is this is the difference. that's going to make us be able to ship it.
1: But we can't talk about it because it's secret. Because that's why we can ship our ice cream.
0: I I don't want to expose any secrets. That's not the purpose of this podcast. I'm just curious if there was ever like that, just like that moment where you're just like, oh, wow.
2: Yeah. I mean, yes, there's different equipment that we used. And yeah, for sure. Like, oh, wow, that's consistent instead of inconsistent. So,
1: yeah. So if you look at ice cream and you watch it melt, this was something he taught us that I think is interesting. If you watch an ice cream melt, as you see it decompose or come apart, you'll, you'll see ones that have lots of air pumped into it, bubbles just open and you'll see like circular bubbles inside the ice cream. So you know that they've pumped a lot of air into that. And it's just like there's lots of different types of pizza. There's lots of different types of ice cream. And ones that have more air in them are going to be crunchier if they're exposed to a lot of cold. So they can't ship. And so if there's very little to no air inside of it, when it melts, there, you won't see any of those bubbles. It'll just all smoothly fall, which is a sad thing. But you can see the difference. And that was kind of like the, the science when I teach a elementary school ice cream 101 on density. That's, that's what we talk about is how much air makes so much of a difference.
0: And this is back in 2007, I believe, is when this went down. Or maybe maybe 2006. Your your business launched in 2007, so maybe this was a little bit before.
1: I Uh, think this is November 2006. Okay. In Vegas. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you come back from Vegas. Did you have the confidence at that point that okay, we figured this out, like it's going to happen or was there still some tinkering that you had to do or some some doubts in your mind?
2: Well, we had to secure the funding for the equipment that was more like the, you know, 100000 Yeah, 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 no. Uh, So, yeah, we knew that it would work if we had the equipment. And so we figured that out and brought it in. We Rolled it off a truck on 50th and Underwood and rolled it into that shop.
0: Hey there listeners, we'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I gotta remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese. Anyone who listens to this podcast or follows me on social media knows that I enjoy my fair share of decadent meals and delicious desserts. And that's why it's really important to me to eat really clean between big meals. And that is one of the main reasons I love Certified Piedmontese. Piedmontese cattle have extra muscle mass, which allows them to maintain a rich tenderness without much fatty marbling. In fact, ounce for ounce, Certified Piedmontese beef has fewer calories and more protein than salmon. Don't believe that healthy food can taste this good? Just try it. When you order off CertifiedPiedmontese.com, use the promo code HOPPEN. That's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N. For 25% off your order, you will taste the difference for yourself. If you are looking for steak, roasts, tenderloins, bacon, and more, Check out CertifiedPiedmontese.com and experience the Certified Piedmontese difference today. And now, back to my guest. So you've got your base. I mean, you can't have a great ice cream without a great base. But then you get into the flavors from there. And what I find interesting about e-creamery is if you go online or go into the shop, you see a lot of familiar flavors, but with a little bit of a twist. So a couple examples like... Everybody's gonna offer chocolate chip cookie dough. You guys have cupcake cookie dough. Everybody's gonna have mint chip ice cream. You guys have a mint cookie crunch ice cream. Everybody's gonna have brownie chunk. You guys have sea salt caramel brownie ice cream. So these are like the normal flavors that you would expect, but just with a little bit of a twist. On them, elevated. Yes, elevated. How how did you decide that that's going to be what we're going to do? We're not, we're not just going to (laughs) provide the standard flavors.
2: She's like so excited to answer. That's why I'm laughing.
1: Um, well, I'm a psychology major, and so I love to understand how people think and what they get motivated by and what makes them happy, what excites them. E-commerce is exactly that. It's a social experiment. So we literally have had tens of thousands of customers come to our website and design their own flavor. So that's our body of knowledge. Mm-hmm. We know what they love. You know, it's they want to do something crazy, like lobster ice cream or, you know, <gasps> you know, we had some <laughs> lavender, ginger, you know. Yeah, yeah putting yeah. things
2: together that should not be.
1: But what cu- it comes down to is, like you're saying, the ones that are the classics, the chocolate base, the sea salt caramel base, the vanilla base. And so with... All of the years, we've kind of been able to see what people really, really love, what they order over and over. It's just a little bit different, a little
2: bit unique, um, and something that you know, Dan. I don't know what you love except for I saw except for you post mint and chocolate, stuff. baby, <laughs> mint
0: and chocolate. But
2: I, um, I would bring you, you know, a four <laughs> variety pack of the four most popular flavors, and I bet there's something in there that you'd like, um, and the mint actually started because i loved that so the it's like a cookie crumble and then um fudge and that is the middle of like a dairy queen cake you know that middle of it and so then we did the mint made that the mint flavor and then put that as the mix-ins and because everybody loves that fudge and cookie crumble so that was actually the uh beginning of that flavor genius Gosh, you've called us geniuses a lot. I'm really feeling good about it. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I mean, I'm I'm here to pump you guys up. Like, this is maybe I should take on a second career as, like, motivational speaker or just a like, personal yeah. hype yeah. man sure. or something.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's a great Monday morning for our ego yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> So, Becky, you just mentioned that you love getting into, like, the psychology behind it and seeing what people order and trying to figure that out. I mean, you've been at this for like we said 17 years now. You've got a lot of data to sort through. What are some of the most interesting findings that you found?
1: Um, well, just at the top of my head, we laugh that, you know, you you study the open rates of emails, right? Like what percentage of people open the email that you actually put into their inbox. We've learned that if you put the word fudge in a subject line, open rate doubles. You know, seriously. Yeah. So just little stuff like that? is, is so interesting. Um, I love to, to guess on profiles, um, like with the male customer in his fifties, what cut, what flavor would, would appeal to him? So we're going to go with chocolate, peanut butter, mint. Um, you know, so you, you just see that over and over and it's kind of, um, universal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And Becky had said from the beginning too, we need like this richest, chocolatey flavor so we originally called it chocolate decadence um, but it's chocolate cake ice cream with fudge swirls and brownies so it's like chocolate on chocolate on chocolate and
0: and you can get fudge in the subject line there huh? yeah <laughs> like three <laughs> yeah. times <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah
1: and they literally pour chocolate cake mix into the base and blended it oh
0: come on yeah
1: yeah so i'll talk about it and abby just brings it all together in the kitchen. So,
2: How, or <laughs> rejects it if it's too hard. We yeah, or she'll be like, like no, "No, no, stop it." Uh-uh. Yeah, I'll do something different. But <laughs> it lands.
0: How fun is that for you, Abby? Because I, I, I love talking to chefs when they talk about making specials or rotating the menu. Because so often, you know, if you're just making the same dishes every single day, there's a monotony that sets in, and it's just not you know, it's not as exciting as it was at the beginning, but if you're constantly getting to experiment and try new things, that kind of reinvigorates chefs. And I'm I'm curious if that's the same with you. Obviously it's a little bit different, you know, putting a new dish on the menu versus creating a new ice cream. But is that kind of something that you experience? just having that always something new on the job kind of keeps it new and fresh?
2: Oh, for sure. I think, um, Right now, we do five different seasonal um, launches. So we have Red Velvet Cake coming out for the middle of January. I know this is it, it's not quite out yet in the stores, but we brought you some. Um, and yeah, it's exciting to incorporate different things and to follow trends and to figure out you know what what people want and what they're doing. Like cookie butter was a really big trend. Um, and so uh, that goes well in ice cream. Um, and then we've added some of our actual cookies into flavors. So we did a frosted sugar cookie for Christmas. That was like a sugar cookie. I think it was a fr- Oh, no, it was a vanilla base and then with frosted sugar cookies in the ice cream. It's so
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to call you geniuses again because (laughs) I I don't want to inflate your egos too much. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. That that flavor didn't suck. I'll say that much.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, the red velvet cake is a um, cream cheese frosting base and then with the cake in it. So it's, um, you know, kind of a reverse piece of cake. Yeah. so yeah it's exciting it's fun it's fun to try the new things and to get like somebody wrote us the other day like hey we made too much pistachio riddle or whatever and it was like oof I really want it but we didn't we we passed on it for now um but yeah it's fun it's exciting
1: you were really excited about our new pies too
2: oh yeah yeah it, it's it, it So we started making ice cream pies. We had done it it before, but not really um, figured out a good formula to do it. But there is a mint ice cream pie. And there's also the white chocolate peppermint. I know we still have a few of those ice Mm. cream pies left. But there's something about walking in with that pie to things. I mean, yours has your label on it. If somebody stops in the store and picks up pints, you know, people are excited to have ice cream. But the pie, I mean, it's like, all right, let's slice that up.
1: So we partnered with um, Carson's Cookie Fix Mm. right before the pandemic in 2019. Mm -hmm. And um, Madison Carson is a very talented uh, cookie artist like Abby. And so with these pies, we took the cookie recipe and we just pushed the dough into the pie tin as a crust. So it's literally a cookie tray filled with ice cream and fudge and cookie dough. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to Abby, it's just like every day at work. She's like, yeah, it's, it's great. And then, you know, but if you hear the detail, it's to the average person, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that sounds incredible. So you brought in some pints to test and you were talking about the red velvet. It, I mean, it sounds phenomenal. I'm going to have to test it. While I'm opening, is this it?
2: Mm-mm, that's not it.
0: Let's see. Butterbrickle. There's red velvet. While I'm opening this up, I would love to hear from you guys. I mean, you—if you'd like some, we can spoon it. If not, oh no, no, I I
2: was just going to have you. You can just put the pint koozie on it, so then you can just hold it.
0: Pint koozie (laughs) is just the most genius idea. My wife and I—we just eat straight out of the pint. Like we'll get pints like this and just eat. So she's going to be so excited to see this. Mm -hmm. While I open this up, I would love to just hear from you guys. What are some of your And I know I'm asking you to pull from 17 years here, but some of your favorite flavors and not just like which ones do you like to eat? But like some flavors that were really inventive or a flavor that you really like the concept of, but it took a while to, you know, actually develop it and make it work. Like, what are some of your favorites over the years that just popped to the front of your mind? Like, oh, yes, that was a good one.
2: I have one. I think um, so. We do an avocado ice cream where it is just um, avocados in our base, which makes for a very thick, rich, dense ice cream because avocados are. And then we had a customer uh, put fudge and brownies in it. and. Um now you see – now I've seen recipes all over of people making brownies with avocados instead of eggs or, you know, all of those things. But back then it was really inventive and different, and it was delicious.
1: Yeah, that is a hard question. There's just so many.
2: There was a um, cardamom raspberry. Yes. That was um, – was it cardamom? It feels like it was something else with that. But again – it's funny because it was so new to us that flavor <clears throat> and now I use cardamom all the time in everything, you know, like I have to have it in things, but um cinnamon cardamom was uh, and then with raspberry, like a raspberry swirl we had to incorporate for something
1: our vanilla with cashew brittle is um. and caramel swirls is pretty fantastic, yeah, oh you're going to get a little picture.
0: The, I have to. It's
1: part of the experience. It is. It is. That's your first glimpse. The one that pops into my mind, we don't make it on a regular basis, but I think it was our biggest challenge. Um, in 2012, oh. um, we were invited to go to the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. And we had to make ice cream literally on the beach of South Beach, Miami <laughs> for 3,000 people at a party. And we were all in. We were so excited to get the invitation. You know, we had, we had no advertising budget. Again, we still needed the the recognition. And this came about because of the Rachel Ray dog flavor that we made for her dog. Um, and so we brainstormed all these ideas and they said, well, Emeril Lagasse has a flavor idea for you. It's called the drunken monkey. Oh my gosh. Um,
2: it's Abby
1: really took vanilla beans and shredded all the vanilla from vanilla beans mm-hmm. in a banana, macadamia, nut, fudge, Coconut, what else was in there? But that was that rum. was phenomenal. Oh, and rum.
0: I was going to say there's got to be something to yeah. make it drunken. Uh huh.
1: Wow. And it was so good. Yeah, and they had us make a sorbet with Perrier Jouet champagne, and so that was also an invention They adventure. were a sponsor, so yeah we, got,
2: we they sent us a couple of cases <laughs> to make it.
0: And I mean that just takes it to a whole new level. Introducing new liquids. I mean uh-huh. that's just because then you got to you got to start adjusting the base again, I assume. So
2: yeah, it was a sorbet base for that. Yeah, <sighs> which means no dairy. Yes, yeah, it was. It was really good and a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Okay, so I've opened this up, and here's something that I just love about e-creamy ice cream. First of all, I can already kind of see what you were talking about—how it melts. And, like, it's not – there's not the air pockets in there. I can see that. But for those who are watching, like, look at this. So many times when you open a pint of ice cream, you just see vanilla or chocolate on top. And there can be all kinds of mix-ins, like, inside of it. But you got to dig a little bit to get to them. This has red velvet cake, like, spackled everywhere. You could – I if you just handed this to me and it didn't have a label on it, I would know immediately – that this is red velvet cake because it looks like it. Oh man. <laughs> that that's not awful. Not at all. Good. That's good, good. amazing. And I love it's got that tanginess yeah. of the cream cheese that's mm-hmm. in that base. That's wild. I've never like had that nice. I've had red velvet ice cream, but usually it's just red velvet cake that gets chopped up and thrown into a vanilla base. But this is a different flavor profile entirely. Mm-hmm. Good work.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So all of our pints are pinted by hand. We have a team of ice cream chefs, and you know, we have to make it in small batches because it is that dense. So they make each container by container, and each pint. It's the team taking the ice cream shovels and pinting each and every one. Like if you go to like a Wells Blue Bunny or Ben and Jerry, their minimum run, when they run one round of ice cream, the least they can do is 60,000 pints. So one run is 60,000. Us, we do 24 (laughs) is our (laughs) smallest. So, you know, there's, it's a different product.
0: For sure. I got to put that away. I'm going to eat the whole thing and spoil my lunch. Um What is the R&D process? And I'm sure that this changes with every different ice cream and every different flavor. But, like, in general, if someone comes to you and says, "I," you know, whether it's it's Becky, whether it's a customer, anyone, and says, I have this great idea. And you're like, yes, I think that that could work. How do you go from saying, yes, that could work, I want to try it, to, okay, it's hitting the store now and people can buy it?
2: Well, I think, I think you're right. It definitely has changed. Um, but I think we now have a lot of resources where we know, you know, well, we can get this ingredient from this company, or if we, we are like Becky said, a lot of times we're just running a small batch, especially to test something. So that's kind of my favorite part. Like, um, we did a, um, we did an ice cream experience for a a group that had, um, they had one, an ice cream experience at a fundraiser. So, um, I let them send in like four flavors. And so we developed the, fla- I developed the flavors and then they came in and they got to chop stuff and they got to mix stuff and and then they got to pine it and take it home. And one of them was ginger carrot cake, which was, so we did a, um, we did a ginger base. So fresh ginger, Um, and I think I steeped it for them overnight. And then, um, we added just big slices of carrot cake and it had a carrot cake made up and, and put that in it. So, um, it's fun to do those small batch runs like that. I don't know if ginger carrot cake would make it on the big, on the big play, but, um, it it's definitely fun to experiment with that and we have done carrot cake in the past where we did it similar to that with the cream cheese frosting base and then we put carrot cake in it um but this was like the carrot cake with real carrots nuts coconut i think um some people do pineapple in their carrot cake oh, so wow. it gets you know it's it's a lot more um depth of flavor with something like that so yeah I think it's changed but um we kind of take on our different profiles and change them up so there has been there's not a lot that we haven't started with or you know like okay let's steep the mint leaves or you know different things along the way so yeah
0: Okay, let's get into the Shark Tank of it all. Oh. So, like you mentioned, you guys appeared on season four of Shark Tank. This was in 2012, so about five years into starting e-creamery. And for those, I don't think Shark Tank is on the air anymore. So, for for anyone who isn't, oh, maybe it is, I don't even know. For anyone who isn't aware of what Shark Tank is, it, it was or is a show on ABC where, Different um, entrepreneurs would come and present their product to a panel of four or five judges, sharks, who were potential investors who would hear their pitch, get to try the product out, and then say, yes, I want to invest in this company, or the sharks would pass, and we'd go on from there. How did this opportunity arise for you guys, or how, how did it even come on your radar?
1: You go. <laughs> Again, it was a complete reverse. You know, we... Like I said, ice cream shops in Omaha, Nebraska are really hard. So we went to our investor in, an, in October. October was always the lowest of the low points for us. No gift-giving holidays. The weather's changing. Cash flow was really awful for ice cream businesses in Omaha, Nebraska in October. So we went to our investor and we said, oh, we're not going to be able to make payroll. You know, we, we need to pay our scoopistas and chefs. You know, we're just not going to make it. And they're like
0: scoopistas. I know. that. Yeah, scoopistas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, Well, there there's no more money. And he said, Well, I think you should go on the show Shark Tank. And Abby and I looked at each other and we're like, What? What is that? what? And he's like he said, What you said. You explained to us what it was. <laughs> and we're like, The solution is reality television. That's what's going on. And we were very upset because again, we were in a tight spot. So I wrote to like info at sharktank.com.
2: It was like a PDF or something. Like or, yeah, you wrote in, like, hey, I've got an idea. I mean, it was, like, nothing. But it was that. to
1: check the box. Yeah. But with Shark Tank, you know, they're a brilliant marketing machine. They usually have, you know, the very high-tech product. They have the very um, kind of funny off-the-wall product. Then they have a cutesy all-American product. Well, we fit in one pretty easily. Um, the high-tech. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And so they wrote back and Abby and I were like, "Oh no, here we go." Oh no. Um because we were not wanting to go on reality TV. We wanted our business to take off. And oh, so gosh. it was kind of a long process about a year and a half after that. Oh wow. Yeah, a lot of prepping, a lot of vetting, a lot of um you know, step of testing, testing, testing us. And finally Yeah, it
2: was always um yeah, you're you're on the show until you're not, which could be any second. We could be like no, you, we cut you. Today.
1: They did cut us for um, a ice cream company that used beer in their ice cream. So we thought we were going to go the next Season week, and they're three. like, yeah. "Yeah." And then we were pulled. So then, you know, uh, they flew us out there to Culver City, California. We had signed a seventy-two page airtight contract that we would do exactly what they said, and they had complete creative control over what aired, and um
2: in perpetuity and throughout, throughout the universe. universe. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That
1: was the line.
0: <laughs> so even off-world, uh-huh. you don't have control over it. Uh-huh. Wow.
1: But we signed it cuz we needed we needed the exposure. Sure. And we needed um to get the word out there. So they put us up in a Super 8 with a $12 per day diem. very very high luck so classy yeah and we went out there and we did it and it was very stressful and it was very intense but even though we didn't get a deal it was the best thing that could have happened because we had that exposure and mark cuban even said i'm not going to invest because this is such a good idea people are going to do this in their local markets you're going to have imitators um and they did do that but again not all ice cream ships but that got the demand out there. So people did start looking for ship ice cream. The competitors did come up and we were first to market. And so that demand and that search. So we had our PPC ads and we had our SEO in line for our websites. So when it built that demand, we were ready. And so that's, that's what we needed.
0: Mm -hmm. What I... Found fascinating going back and watching the episode is you guys. You make your presentation and you mentioned you developed specific flavors for each of the judges, which I thought was really cool. But before any of them even say anything, as you guys are still talking and you know presenting the idea, saying here's the investment we're looking for, they just start moaning. <laughs> They're just like, mm, 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 this is good. <laughs> and um, oh, I'm not going to remember her name, but she, Barbara. Barbara called it the best ice cream she'd ever had. I mean, I can only imagine, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, the amount of nerves that you come into this experience with. And you're standing in front of these five probably billionaires, at least multimillionaires, who have all this power and you're pitching them their idea. I, I would just be like sweating through my shirt. But to hear them, like their first thing is to validate your product and be like, oh, this is so good. What did that do for your confidence in that moment?
2: Not much. <laughs> First of all, we knew we knew the product was good, and yes. we knew they would love it. That was, I mean, part of that was like, you know, we we aren't looking for you to to tell us that this is that the ice cream's good. Like, obviously, thank you. We need, you know, America needs to hear that, but um, we we still had plenty of time to go after that as far as like the questions and the, you know, all of the, so, um, I am, I am not a straight A student. I am not type A. I was like, yeah, we'll just go out there. We'll go on. We'll answer their questions, whatever. No big deal. So Becky's different. Um, from that, she, um, she likes to study. She likes to be prepared, which I wanted to win.
1: I wanted to win. She
2: wanted to win. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, (laughs) so she had us very prepared. We had, we knew exactly what questions when they came up, who was answering it. What was, you know, if they asked about how we ship four pints of ice cream, we ship them in a reusable styrofoam cooler. It was the same answer I gave you today. We knew exactly what the answers were to the questions that they asked and who was going to answer them and in what way. So, um, we were very prepared. So that was more of what we were nervous about is basically, you know, our dignity on national television. Fair. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it was very nerve wracking and it's, it's, it was studio. I mean, there's just lots of hype. They are, there's, you have to stand there for 60 seconds and there's all sorts of cameras coming at you and, you know, before you even talk.
0: So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: And they, it's not calm cool and collected like you see on this show uh they do a lot of editing and so you are standing there we were in the tank for over an hour and a half
0: i was gonna ask how long it is because the segment's about 13 minutes 12 Mm -hmm. 13 minutes somewhere in there okay so hour and a half
1: we figured they had 22 hours worth of material so they were shouting questions like all at once shouting and then Abby would answer and I would answer. And it was, it's very chaotic and they make it look very smooth, but it was very stressful. Like still to this day, I'll hear that shark tank music and
2: I'll be like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah.
1: A little uh-huh, uh-huh. but you know, they all love their flavors and that was so great. But, um, when we walked off. You know, they, all, they all declined saying competition would come back. They were so great to us. Like Barbara and her people sent us a five page document on like, you don't need a shark. You need a loan. This is what I recommend you do just mm-hmm. to be nice. Mm-hmm. And Abby and I, before we went on, walk down that high hall where you see the shark tanks on either side and they play the music and they, and you walk into the hallway and it's very stressful. We, we were mic'd and we were ready to go because they can tape anything they, that you say. And so they get a lot and they can use it whenever they want. And Abby and I said a prayer of, like, please have us not make fools of ourselves. Please just let us do the best we can do. And when we were done and they took off and they interviewed us, the head producer came up and he's like, we really appreciated your prayer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't believe you didn't get a deal. We're going to make sure this is nothing but the best for you. And at the time we were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but they paired us with, even though we didn't get a deal, it was their first time that they ever came to Omaha, to the location, so they came to Omaha and filmed the backstory for us, and they put our segment on Mark Cuban's best-performing product ever. Oh, wow. So we were put on the syndicated show for all the reruns, all the airlines.
2: They did a follow-up show, so mm-hmm. like, and they did a follow-up show. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So they were very good to us. Mm-hmm. It was painful, but it was it was absolutely the best thing oh, that yeah. could have happened.
2: And we still keep in touch with our producers, like you know, send them stuff and send them ice cream <laughs> uh,
0: again. when you want somebody or you want to reward somebody or thank somebody ice right. cream's not a bad way to do it. Right. So, uh, it worked. You guys didn't get the investment from a shark. Uh, like, like you mentioned, they all declined. They said it was a good business idea, but just wasn't right for them. So they declined. You guys leave, but i I found some numbers and you guys can correct me if these numbers aren't correct. Um, but I saw that your website received 12,000 visits within the first eight minutes of the episode airing, and e-creamery sales went up 29,000% compared to the previous year. Again, th- those are numbers I found on the internet. I, their accuracy may or may not be there. You can tell me that. But were you prepared for that type of surge in popularity?
1: We were to an extent. Barbara <laughs> and her documents were very clear. I okay. mean, she really gave us some tips. They um, we had hired um, a call center to take the calls, mm-hmm. um, which was great. We had um, we had a
2: watch party, but then we were like, "Oh, we actually need to be watching the site," and that's what I mean. Twelve thousand. I definitely remember way more than that. I would say, you know, we were just watching the the Google Analytics climb and it was over a hundred thousand and it crashed the site yeah it crashed our site yeah we because again it was like 2012 it wasn't like we were on Shopify it was like we had to you know get yahoo.com who was hosting our site at the time to put more resources behind it which they were kind of like "Mm, for what this ice cream it's like shark tank but it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't as easy as it is today by any means and we weren't capturing emails when you got to the site that wasn't a really easy thing to do so i mean so much has changed in the last 10 years that we would do so much differently if the opportunity was there today but it's it's not and we're not going back on so (laughs) i don't know if it's still on like it is is
1: Is it really yep but i've heard it's their final season i heard mark cuban say this is this is his last grand finale Mm.
0: You are correct. We're in season 15 right now. Interesting. Yeah, you had a a quote on that because they did a follow-up segment with you guys. You said that there were definitely some tears after not making a deal with the Sharks. As you walk off that stage and as you guys are flying back and you're having conversations with each other about the experience... Other than like Barbara's document, what do you think you learned from that? Or what motivation did you take from that? That, yes, you didn't get the investment that you were looking for, but you got something that changed the company that day.
2: Yeah, I kept trying to convince her of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't
1: didn't realize that it was a win until we saw the launch. So Mm. we filmed in July and it aired in September. So we didn't know what our segment was going to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, we they didn't let us see it in advance. That's we did not true. see it. So we could have they could have changed yeah. it in many different ways. And when they did the teaser that our episode was going to come out, it was like a commercial. It was a commercial for our episode and it said there are the innovators. And then it flashed to, you know, somebody doing a really good job on Shark Tank. There are the imitators. And then it flashed to another character. And then they said, and then there are the idiots. and they- flash
2: to me. <laughs> Becky oh, saw the commercial. Come on. and And... <clears throat> Uh, and I was lost it. I lost it. <laughs> and I was we like, were going to watch this
1: with our children. We were going to watch this aired episode, but we'd signed <laughs> it away. we We couldn't control what they were going to create,
0: and that was a line that I think Cuban used on the show, right? Yes. Yeah, and okay. we were
2: actually the innovators on yes. the show. But on the teaser, we were the idiots. oh boy. And so I called our producer and I said,
1: "Hey, you need to let us know how this is going to go because we're going to watch this with all of our friends and family. And he said, "You're going to love it. You are going to love it." Um, but you know, we didn't know that until that night. So they really did, as they said, everything they did to like make it phenomenal, but it was a lot of stress to get there. And then when we saw those numbers, I think that's when we hit it. And when we saw our website crash, cause literally that many people wanted to get there and order and it, that was, that was when it took off. You know, we needed that to let them know it was out there. And ever since then, when people learn about us, they're hooked.
0: I can attest to that. <laughs> I had not tried e-creamery until a couple months ago, and now I'm a, a devotee. Uh, I'm going to break into one more pint here but because uh, I, I love butter Butterbrickle, and I have to try you guys' version. But as I do, uh, I got another question for you. In 2015, that's when you opened your shipping warehouse and a commercial kitchen. How did that take your business to the next level going from, oh, e-creamery, you know, does this – Cute little, you know, ice cream shop. To okay, now this is a big stinking deal that is shipping ice cream across the country and people know about it.
1: Well, that was a benefit of going on Shark Tank. So we had asked for two hundred fifty thousand dollars for thirty three percent equity in our company, and we did that in sales in the next six weeks after it aired. Oh my god! So gosh. we didn't need the deal. I mean, we didn't need to give away equity because because we did that in sales. So we. Literally took every single one of those dollars and reinvested it. That's the melting butter brickle. It's it so good.
0: Awesome. Sorry, keep going. Yeah.
1: Um, so the so we used that money to buy pre-printed pints because before then we were stickering each and every one, mm-hmm. and then we used it to lease you know a large-scale commercial kitchen and packing and shipping facility because before then we were literally using a tape gun. And taping and putting in the dry ice in every single Rolling
2: box. in things of dry ice, lining that hall at 50th and Underwood with coolers, and then we would shit <clears throat> so, out of that facility. Out of that, it's not a facility, out of that storefront on 50th and Underwood. And so we knew um, if we wanted to continue to get more orders, then we would have to. Be more efficient. Yeah, do it somewhere else. What do you think?
0: You guys, man, you know how to make ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) That like just that that like toasted caramel flavor is just so forward in this. And I mean, you have it on the pints to like after you take it out of the freezer to let it sit Mm -hmm. a little bit and melt. And that is I mean, that's such a pro move because it just gets creamier and silkier. Oh, yeah, this is this is fantastic.
1: I'm glad you like it. I, when that butter brickle gets a little gooey, a little melted mm-hmm. like that and starts to sink in. Um, yeah, I think that's probably when it's the best.
0: Yeah, this is really, really good. Okay, so we're getting up against the clock here, but I've got a couple more questions for you guys. 17 years in business, that is an eternity mm-hmm. in the restaurant or food business. I mean, usually if a if a place makes it 5, 10 years That's incredible. And you you guys have just kept going and the train doesn't appear to be slowing down anytime soon. What do you think it is about your business that has created a sustainability that so many other restaurants or ice cream shops, coffee shops, whatever it might be in this industry struggle to attain?
2: Well, I think it's the difference in revenue streams. I mean, it's... What we've, um, what we've learned a lot is that our local business is a, a big support of everything that we do. Um, so now we have the ice cream truck and also, um, we're at CHI and, uh, the College World Series and so, hy V. So, um, we're really expanding our local business a lot these days as well. Um, and- Because we're still small batch, we're able to do private label projects for people. So um, we do a lot of that out of the warehouse where we're able to, um, somebody says, you know, I'm going to order 10,000 pints and I need them filled with this flavor for this particular project. We did a Ted Lasso project in the fall for a company that was making Ted Lasso ice cream, wanted to. So we made them... a some Ted Lasso ice cream and, um, we shipped it to them and then they're, they're shipping it out as part of a, it was part of a holiday gift and now part of golden globes, um, um, award season. So yeah, um, I think it's diversifying and then really put stepping on the gas on the, the pieces that work and we know we have great ice cream. And so, yeah, trying to figure out different ways to sell it and different ways to, um, use our manufacturing facility has been key. And, um, I would say too, though, it, it, it's never been easy. I think during, um, COVID everybody went online and started ordering ice cream. So we, um, we did very well during COVID, but it was absolutely exhausting. So I think with people that, um, you know, are in a food business for five or 10 years, you're exhausted. Like you got a, you're the burnout, right? I mean, it's just insane. Uh, I mean, literally being in a freezer all day, me like trying to figure out more room, what do we need to make? Where do we, you know, what's shipping out tomorrow, getting things in order. And we're very small. I mean, again, me being on the shipping line, me being in the kitchen, pinting, I mean, that's been 17 years. So, um, it is it, I because our business is different and has different seasons. I think that's been been easier to sustain because there are some some down seasons like right now in January we're not gearing up for anything or making a lot or I'm not spending every day in the freezer. But um, it it it's very hard. I mean it's challenging and every different leg of the revenue has different different challenges and how we can accomplish it. So we definitely. Know a lot about challenges.
0: (laughs) Well, I commend you guys, and I thank you for sticking it out through all those challenges because you've created something that is, I mean, really just amazing. Uh, It's a great product. If you just go into the ice cream parlor in Dundee and just get a cone or get a pint and just eat that, like. You're going to have a great time but it's like we talked about at the top of the episode you also have an opportunity to create experiences by giving this to someone and allowing that you know we didn't really even go into it but you can customize these pints you can name them different things you can put pictures on them you can make someone feel really special by giving them a pint of ice cream and i think that makes your company so unique and so special so Thank you for, for going through that and, and for doing that. And thank you so much for giving some time and coming on the podcast today. I could talk to you guys forever. Like, <laughs> there are so many more questions that I have to ask you. I wish I could ask more. Maybe we'll have to do a follow-up episode. I don't know. But thank you for taking the time to come on today.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: And And <laughs> listeners, like... This is awesome. I mean, you've literally watched me eat it on camera. It's it, it's fantastic ice cream. Um, especially check out that red velvet that's going to be coming out here in the next couple weeks. Maybe as you're listening to it now, it might even be out. That is a red velvet ice cream. But I feel pretty confident that regardless of which flavor you try, there's going to be something that you'll like. So check it out, listeners. Thank you again, guys. Thanks. And Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us.
2: A Huda Media Production.